0: From 99.9 The Fan, this is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. If you need predictions, if you need to know how this season's going to go when it comes to the Atlantic Coast Conference men's basketball, we got you covered right here. At least we're going to try to. We have a whole bunch of different categories we want to get to, some traditional, some not traditional, and uh, – and we're gonna break it down.
1: Dennis, take it away. All right, let's go right to it. ACC champ, who you have? Duke. Likewise.
0: It's it. It really is a. The reason why I think it's Duke is because they're a throwback with all the modern upgrades. It's okay. like It's like when you see a uh, uh, like a I don't know a a old mustang or something mm-hmm. but if you got to put like a modern lamborghini engine in it or something okay because they are returning four or five starters when you are one of the blue bloods that gets all the one and duns, you just don't get that opera that's a throwback right returning four or five starters is how we used to talk about it like in 1997
1: true I mean, but here's the thing carolina last year had that exact same situation right true
0: true i that doesn't guarantee anything. Doesn't guarantee anything. I mean, it's a good point. Um, I look at the perimeter of Duke with a little bit more uh, confidence than I. I mean, Caleb Love is what Caleb Love. Mm-hmm. trying not to name names here. Um, I think I. Th- I'm more confident that there won't be a fall off from the guys on the perimeter of Duke. But you're right. It's not 100% guaranteed. Uh, it, it is just the fact that they're returning four or five starters and adding the the four freshmen that they are uh, gives me a lot of confidence that they'll be able to put something special together. That's why I'm picking Duke.
1: Anything to add? No. No? Nothing. Before right. we get into individual awards, let me ask you this one. Here's next. So ACC champion, you have Duke. Who from the ACC makes the NCAA tournament? Okay.
0: Um, Let's talk it out, shall we? Okay. Uh, I have six. Correct me if I'm wrong, just in the talk I'll give you my number, but just on the talk it out. UNC, UVA, Miami, and Duke, I think are in. Okay. Then I have one, two, three, four, five teams I'm calling on the bubble. That being Clemson, NC State, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, Pittsburgh. Okay. You could throw Wake on the bubble. Depending on some of their transfers. So if I have four in, I think I could get to seven. I think Clemson's in. I think State's in, and my like surprise pick. If you look at the numbers, I think Pittsburgh's in. Okay, Pitt made it last year, and and did lost some ability, but also, uh, you know, I I like what they're doing in the the portal, uh, and I like what they have going for them.
1: I have Duke, Carolina, NC State, Pitt, Miami, Clemson. Okay, say that again, but slower. Duke. Okay. Carolina. Okay. State. Yep. Pitt. Miami. Clemson very similar Virginia law only has one returning starter that's Reese Beekman I don't think they have really added a whole lot to the transfer portal this upcoming year I think Virginia actually misses the tournament this year
0: well okay uh, and and I almost stepped on one of my uh, future topics so we'll we'll save it but, okay. but keep that in mind mm-hmm. I do think the I do think UVA gets in but we may not be as different as you think we are you and I
1: okay that's
0: what's, fair. what's our next category
1: Most team most likely to disappoint. Virginia. Okay. (laughs) For exactly what you just said. I really like Reese
0: Beekman. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he's a a future pro, and I think he can drag them to, you know, that like 11 seed play-in game, kind of on the bubble, last four in type. But, I mean, I think that's a disappointment for Virginia. Virginia is a program that has come to a point where, especially under Tony Bennett, where Mm -hmm. squeaking into the tournament is not something that they consider a, a good season. Um, also, this is the first time in thirty-five years, Kieh Clark isn't on the team. <laughs> yes, Kieh Clark was the starting point guard when they won the national championship pre-COVID, right? We're talking like a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and he this past year he was still their point guard. Yeah. So <laughs> wild. It, it's just it's been a long time since he he and I know Beekman will take over some of that, but I think they played off each other well. So I, I just think that uh, I think they have the the propensity to disappoint this year.
1: Mine's actually going to be Miami. A Final really? Four team from a year ago. I have a feeling that they're going to be what? a team that kind of gets into the NCAA tournament as like a 12 seed and gets bounced in the first round. I don't think. The, I don't think their expectations are to be a
0: Final Four team. I don't think their expectations last year to be a Final Four team. Very good point. Uh, I think if they make it to the Sweet 16, it's a massive success story i mean isaiah wong i mean they lost some oh yeah some ballers, they lost some good guys uh but they hit the portal again hard and they got that name image and likeness money that just keeps her punishing down there
1: they have a lot of that for sure speaking of transfers we'll actually get to that here in a bit actually let's go to that first okay so oftentimes we're, we'll get to acc player of the year rookie of the year but because there's so many newcomers into the league that aren't rookies yep. that aren't freshmen who's your acc transfer of the year this is part
0: situation okay Hunter Salas, Wake Forest. Oh, okay. Wake Forest, as a program under Steve Forbes, mm-hmm. has no problem bringing in a transfer and saying, take all of the shots. Yeah. Right? They like, there's no, like, hey, we have some veterans that you need to assimilate with. Like, what uh, was Landes Williams transfer from Oklahoma two years ago? Mm-hmm. ACC player of the year. Uh, uh, Tyree Appleby transfer from Florida second in the voting, I believe, and led them in scoring.
1: Yeah, he was up there.
0: Um, now you bring in Salas out of Gonzaga, and I'm going like, well, it's just kind of plug-and-play at Wake Forest. You go get a stud, they lead you in scoring. You go get a different stud, they lead you in scoring. You go get a different, just year over year over year. I think he, he fulfills that role. Um, and some of the players around him, uh, we talked with uh, Carr, they're one of their big guys. Um, they have a couple seven footers, depending on eligibility for uh, um, Aiton, I, I believe his last name is. Um, there's there's a lot of players that are very good supplemental pieces to a score, mm-hmm. but they kind of need that score. I think that's where, where Hunter can come in. So he's my transfer of the year. What do you got?
1: If it wasn't for him getting back into shape because of injury and such, I was leaning towards MJ Rice at NC State for coming in from Kansas to transfer.
0: Reportedly so, like advancing quicker than I thought. I thought he yeah. was going to be out month, but it, but it looks like he's at least pressing to come back sooner than that.
1: Hopefully, because I, I think he's going to be a key piece for, for NC State. That's why I'm going to go with Harrison Ingram, North Carolina. That's The transfer yep. in from Stanford. Uh, averaged just over 10 points a game last year, nearly six rebounds, but I think the tempo in which UNC is looking to play with this season, I think he's going to pop with even bigger numbers. He's going to be a key piece at forward for them.
0: Personality, too. Oh, yeah. We talked with, uh, talked with his head coach a little bit, and then he Harrison Ingram brings the uh, the personality to the equation. Yeah. All right. What else we got?
1: All right. So before we get to Player of the Year, since we did just did transfer, mm-hmm. let's go to Freshman of the Year in the ACC. I think this is a, another
0: situation I'm picking. Okay. Elliot Cadell. Oh, okay. UNC, with the simple fact of, first of all, he's one of the best passers coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. And if you look at all the all-star games and all the, the prep rankings, the thing that he consistent, – he's got some bounce. He's got some athleticism, don't get me wrong. But he's a point guard in a point guard sense in that, you know, you almost feel like he gets more excited watching someone else score than him, which is very rare, right? Everyone's a score-first point guard nowadays. If I got to set up the offense, fine, but I'm getting my uh, – Cadeau can get his. But I think when you look at who he's going to be setting up, whether it's Ingram, who you just brought up, uh, obviously, the the old heads in in um, Armando Baycott and R. J. Davis, they they've got some guys there that that he can set up. I think his assist totals will be through the roof, uh, and that's you know. And also, I think UNC is going to be pretty good, so I, all that adds up to a freshman of the year campaign.
1: I have Cadeau as well. I think again, they're going to. I think UNC is going to play a lot faster this season. Look that way in the exhibition, yeah, which I, is
0: the exhibition, but it it looked that way. It's
1: still it's a mentality shift, yep. and I think that's what we're going to see. I think Cadeau. All right. Final one, ACC Player of the Year. Actually, bef- not the final one. We we'll have one more Player of the Year. Uh, I'm gonna flip
0: this. You go first. Okay, Tyrese Proctor. Gosh, I was thinking I was gonna surprise you. I went Tyrese Proctor.
1: Okay, I think Proctor is gonna be. I think he's going to. I think he's gonna be up there with like 16, 17 points a game, but also dishing out eight, nine assists per game.
0: Yeah, I think I think he's gonna take a step. Gosh, yeah. I was ho- I shouldn't have done the flip. I should have just answered first. I don't know why I did that. Um, I think a lot of the attention early is going to be on Filipowski. Absolutely. And because of that, it like, Proctor's going to have a really good month before we even go like, oh, yeah. Well, oh, look at this. Proctor's having a really good month. Like, oh, he's yeah, he's got 16 and 8. Or he's got mm-hmm. you know 15 and 7 or whatever it is. And he's shooting it well. I think, I think it's going to be as under the radar as a potential top 10 pick can ever be. Final one real quick, coach of the year. It's so tough because so often these these fall just to whoever's the best team, which sure. would be Shire. But because of my dark horse to make the NCAA tournament, I think it goes to Capel. Oh, okay. He he made a big leap last year. I think if he shows that like 24, 25 wins is kind of the new standard at Pitt, mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna turn a lot of heads. So I'm I'm going
1: Capel. Keats, NC State. Hey,
0: no complaints here.
1: I think NC State finishes fourth in the conference this year. Which would be so.
0: But I and, think and they'll you be- picked Miami to disappoint. So Duke, yeah. UNC, and who above them? Oh. It's still Miami.
1: Might be, Clem- like, my, Clems- yeah, it might Clems- be Clemson. Yeah, might be Miami. Yeah. I mean, I, I said I most think, likely, so they
0: would. True. <laughs> None of them are going to disappoint. What? Well, that's a hot take. I know there will be a disappointment somewhere. Um, I think I think State fans would sign up for fourth in the ACC oh, in, a, in a solid, like no doubt, NCAA tournament appearance. Nice little showing in the ACC tourney.
1: Yeah.
0: Learn more at lockyourmeds.org/nc. The Canes have made a habit out of their last five or six games of not being rattled when they fall behind. And on Saturday, they—I mean, the exact perfect example of that—they were down three goals to Zippy. Yep. Soccer fans, three nil. They were down three goals to nothing about halfway through the second period. That's not easy. Mm-mm. All the, the metrics or whatever, so gave them their percent chance to win was in the, in the trash. Uh, and then the, the names that I kind of wanted to step up started stepping up. The first goal was Jalen Chatfield, who I just like to see. I, I'm just a chatty fan. Uh, but the assist to Stahl and Martinuk, mm-hmm. right? You want your vets to kind of smooth things over. They find Chatfield, who's not as veteran, but, but obviously Stahl and Martinuk are. Uh, Dmitry Orlov scores the next one. Yeah, first is a cane. So the the defensemen are like, guys, I got it. But also, those are the two I want to look the best. Because mm-hmm. I need Orlov to live up to the high price tag, and, and you need him to start settling in and feeling comfortable.
1: I must say, it's probably pretty good for his confidence. Like, okay, I finally got oh. that first goal.
0: Did uh, Did you see the video from in the locker room after the game? I actually missed that. Okay, no. uh, Moore is, after that game, was very pleased with everybody. And he was... Yeah, hey, Fish, wait a da-da-da-da, hey, like going all nicknames, right? And then and walking back and forth, pacing, every, uh, uh, gave Lemieux a shout-out, Pep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, he, like, it was very just good vibes. And then he went, where's Orly? And everybody started going nuts. And then uh, he had a T-shirt that said, like, Cause Chaos – and he threw it to Orlov, and Orlov. I I haven't seen a smile as big as the Dmitry Orlov smile since like my my two year old son got his first bite of like ice cream cake. <laughs> like it, it was it was just the biggest grin, holding it up with the the it, and you could tell there was like a relief there where it's like I finally got one, right? Things are going well. It, it, so anyway, Orlov scores uh, assist to Kokaniemi and and Svech, which. Mm-hmm. Svetch getting in the mix is always going to be good, and I think Kokiniemi is – he's been severely underrated this year because, uh, you know, Tara Vinen kind of exploded and the injuries have been so much. We haven't talked enough about Kokiniemi. He leads the team in points with 12. But hes he's been playing lights out. Yeah. So he and Svetch leading to an Orlov goal, that's like perfect. Now you're down 3-2. To tie it up, Kokiniemi scores. And I'm going like, see, I told you he was undervalued uh, with an assist too. Svetch, yeah, it's it's that little little core there starting to starting to make it happen, and then I don't it couldn't have been better in overtime. It's Sebastian Aho, right? Your your best player in the big moment finishes it off. Uh, Natchez and Shea with the the assist, but like, and I know it's it's very kind of rudimentary to just look at who assisted and who scored the goals in a comeback because obviously you know the the defense plays a role and and all this other. There's a lot more nuance to it but i just you know sometimes the highlights matter and when the highlights are going to the guys that i think should be getting them uh that i think need to step up in those moments it was just great right to me those are a lot of the names that need to step up in that situation aho and fetch obviously orlov i think needed it for for the the as you mentioned the confidence but also to to kind of live up to what his role was supposed to be uh and and then coat kenyemi the more he can um the more he can you know, he's kind of an unsung hero right now. Yeah. And I've said this before. Every single person's speech when they win an unsung hero award should be, I really wish I got a chance to sing. Like, I, I, I don't want to be the guy in the background. I, like, I'm like i unsung just because y'all, y'all didn't let me sing. Like, the more he gets a chance to, like, go on stage and sing, the better. Uh, and then, so all of that's just positive vibes, right? All of that is just good aura. All of that is just sparkle and, and you know, twinkle in your eye. And then we hear Freddie Anderson is out with a medical issue, mm-hmm. and uh, what are they bringing up, Halak?
1: Yaroslav uh, uh, Halak is who they signed, uh, or are they bring- they're, for they're a bringing a professional in on a triangle.
0: So we got this this you know interesting little bit of of like news trickling out. Like, why are they doing that? Oh, what does that mean? What does medical mean? Uh, and then later to or later this afternoon, they ended up announcing that it's a blood clotting issue with Freddie Anderson, and it's. Mm-hmm. That's the type of thing you don't know when he's going to be back.
1: Yeah, so this is the, I'll read the statement directly from Don Waddell. Perfect. The Canes released this earlier today. Again, this is regarding Frederick Anderson, goalie for the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, who the team announced is going to miss time due to, again, medical condition. Uh, Don Waddell said, During recent medical testing, it was discovered that Frederick Anderson had a blood clotting issue that needed to be addressed. There is currently no timetable for his return, but we are confident that Freddie will be able to make a full recovery.
0: Which is which is obviously the most important part.
1: For sure. And well, it's interesting that they, like you mentioned, they, they, they're they bringing in Yaroslav Halak, who's a 17-year veteran goaltender in the NHL, mm-hmm. played 25 games last season with the New York Rangers, yep. if I remember correctly. And the fact that they are bringing him in right away tells me, okay, this isn't like, we, all right, we're going to go check off for this week and then Freddie's going to be back, you know, going mm-hmm. in next week. This might be a long-term thing.
0: and. Again, I, I, I don't pretend to be a doctor. I, I'm yeah. not an expert, but I, I mean, the blood clotting issues are, you know, that obviously is a vague way to describe it. But, you know, that's not something that we, you know, you, you twist an ankle. I can tell you, I've seen a lot of ankles twisted and I can Mm -hmm. tell you kind of how long to expect. Is it. High ankle. All right. That's going to extend. Like you, you pull a hammy. I've got way too much experience with hamstrings. I can tell you, all right, if it's a mild strain, you're looking at them in three weeks. And if you, you know, blood clotting issue, it's hard to plan for, right? It's just, we, you don't have a lot of, uh, pre pre precedent of of seeing it in the past. And obviously it's a little bit more serious. So you don't want to take any chances or do any rushing back. Um, but I also want to say this, Freddie is important. Like he he's he's not easily replaceable. I think last year, because you know, you you brought up Kochekov, Kochekov played well, right? And uh Ronta, you 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 know what what he brings to the table. But because you had like, you know, success with three different goaltenders last year, I think it gets uh kind of overlooked maybe how how Freddie Anderson is um making it he makes up for a lot of the the out position stuff we've seen from the defense thus this far um and and that's not to say that the other guys don't i just trust freddie a bit more um and he's he's older and you want to take advantage of kind of the last parts of his prime before the 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 downgrade starts happening so you just hope that he's he's healthy obviously first of all you hope that there's no lasting effects uh and, and you hope that the the he'll come back strong and all those sorts of things and in the meantime You hope that the team can build off the positive positive momentum they've had.
1: So, according to Walt Ruff, who's a Canes reporter, Hurricanes.com, friend of the show, also tweeted this out earlier today. Halak found out Saturday that he was 100% coming to Raleigh. So, this is something that they found out again over the weekend. Again, the Canes played on Saturday. Anderson Mm -hmm. backed up Ranta. Yeah, He said he hates it under these circumstances, but the veterans seem very excited to be back and practicing with the team, saying, quote, I didn't come here with a lot of expectations. I'm here, and we'll see what happens.
0: He's here. He's here. And we will see what happens.
1: So I'm curious to see how things play out. I fully expect that Piotr Kochekov is going to get called up, yep. and he'll be well, the, backing up tomorrow. Yep. And then they have two games Friday, Saturday, back-to-back. So I'm sure Kochekov's going to play one of those two as Halak practices with the team gets himself back into shape and all that stuff i don't know if they try and stash a lockdown in the minors or they just carry three goaltenders on their roster
0: true i also want to point this out um ronta is 34 years old mm-hmm. and Ranta is not the healthiest guy in the world if He's you look not. at his recent history yep so even if you like i really like P- uh, pyotr Ko- Ko- kochekov right and uh, the people I trust when I ask uh, about hockey uh, co-sign that. So, the, the you know, you can't just bring him up and say, all right, he'll be your number two goaltender because he could be your number one goaltender pretty darn quickly. Oh, yeah. And and then, you know, what do they have? They have uh, the – the um oh, my gosh, who won the NCAA uh, hockey just a second ago? Uh, it was for the oh, first Quinnipiac. time. Act. Quinnipiac. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Binghamton. I knew it was up there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Quinnipiac. Different state. They, though. they have – yeah, but it's it's cold. Yeah. Okay east east right it's not it's not like minnesota um but uh quinnipiac they they have their goalie right i yes. think uh, yeah they have the 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 NCAA. like you don't want to be going straight to the college goalie right out the gate on a team like the canes that have such high expectations so if you can bring in a veteran uh i think i think you do that for the simple fact that there's a good chance if Ronta's playing a full load of a of a starting goaltender there's going to be some some cuts and bruises and rest you want to give him